Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Thursday, February the 23rd, 2012. This is episode number 111, that's right, 111 of Purple Mafia. I am, of course, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Thank you again, Dylan Richardson, who was so kind to introduce me at the beginning of the show, the introduction there. Oh, yeah. Dylan Richardson, of course, is the executive producer of thesportstuff.com. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure once again to be a part of things. And yeah, yet again, yet another State of the Vikings address or State of the Vikings. Here we are. State of the Vikings 2012. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, the big one's here. Yeah, I'm bored. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm very excited. I, I'm very excited to do this show. It is going to be a... Uh, there's a lot to cover. We're going to put a bow on the 2012 season with your MVP... Or, excuse me, 2011 season. MVP, uh, biggest disappointment, biggest surprise. All as players, of course. Last year, people got a little bit confused and named some events, kind of. as like your biggest surprise and biggest disappointment, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, a little bit better... Uh, a little more uh, accurate uh, instructions by yours truly this time around. Just try to keep it to players. You can maybe make it a group of players, too, like the defensive backs or something. I mean, you know, a couple people have done that. We're going to get to that, of course. Yep, on the Facebook uh, page. A lot of that on there. We did have one call in, uh, Sebastian Bulls. That's right, Sebastian Bulls back on board again. And just so you, those of you out there right away can, uh, well, the best way to get, to get, to get a hold of me so you can get on the show with uh, the call-in. It's 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention your show you're calling in for, which is, of course, Purple Mafia. Great to have you on board always, those of you out there. Here we are. Yep, so, yeah, first and foremost, we're going to get to the Sebastian's call. Then we're going to kind of dig around in the Facebook. We're going to talk about, of course, as I mentioned, your team MVP, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. Other topics posted, yeah, we're going to talk about the stadium. Is it going to get built? Is it not going to get built? Where is it going to get built? Uh, I don't know. Tired of what's going on. I'm kind of getting really exhausted. I'm not sure what to think anymore. I'm really not sure. I'm just not. And uh, the frustration with that continues for all of us Viking fans. Yes, indeed. Uh, Sebastian gets to a lot of stuff in the call-in, as always. Hell, a lot of people that call in tend to do that. Uh, miss you out there, uh, Anthony from L.A. He's been uh, AWOL of late. Miss you out there. Hope you're still listening. I'm sure you are. And, uh, yeah, maybe he'll call in, talk some free agency. 
and draft for the next before the next show, episode number one twelve. But yeah, right now it's Sebastian Balls' turn. Welcome back to Pro Mafia, Sebastian Balls. Hey, Joey, Sebastian again. I forgot to call in last week, but I am here now for the Viking Save Address. I would actually like to address my MVP of the year for this year, and I would actually have to put it on Adrian Peterson because he did have a pretty good year um, despite the end of the year injury, and let's hope to God he comes back for this year. Um, yeah, that's my MVP, my biggest disappointment. I'd honestly have to say... Just the defensive coverage in general. I can't point out one because there's so many guys back there that just ultimately blew it this year. That was my main two points. And I don't know. Do I want to get to any, do I have any more to get to? Well, let's see. If we draft, I mean, like if Adrian Peterson doesn't really come back and if it's not looking too great at the moment, in my opinion, do we draft a running back right now? I mean, like, maybe, like, a third, fourth rounder be safe, like, Toby Gerhardt type stuff going on. Get a speed back. Um, Todman we have. Booker we have. Besides, uh, and I believe we also have Caleb King as our backup running backs right now. Toby Gerhardt, we all know, is not a speed back. And Gerhardt's good, don't get me wrong. He's not great, but he's good, and he's effective. He's almost like that Taylor Chester type person coming into the shape now where, and like, not to the point to where he can catch or anything because I haven't seen too much of him catching. Um, but he can definitely pound the ball through the middle and he does a very good job in that in Madden 12 too. Just playing that right now. Just beat the Arizona Cardinals. Just fun stuff there. But I digress on our actual Vikings. Um, let's see. Are you still hooked on Khalil for the your main guy to take in the draft, or as a change of heart came about? Um, let's see. Is there any non-big-name players or any players that you're really looking for in free agency in, like that we haven't really covered in draft players, like after seeing the senior scouting and all that other stuff? Um by the way, those are actually pretty good competitions. I watched some of those. I can't remember any of the names because I'm just spacing out now. But um, glad to call in again, and I'll talk to you later, Joy. Thanks for letting me call again. Bye. And I thank you for that call in, Sebastian. Always a welcome member of Purple Mafia, and always a great welcome member on the Facebook uh, page as well. Yep, the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Like and or follow those respective pages as well. But yeah, just mentioning, yep, Sebastian Ball is a very frequent contributor on there. Yeah, you can talk to him. Uh, yep, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But first of all, Sebastian, what do you think this is? Do you think this is your show or something? No, I'm <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, I mean, I, hey, great stuff. Great stuff indeed. Hey, you know, very, very cool. Always an open invitation to Sebastian Balls to call into the show. You can call in every single dang show if you want. Doesn't doesn't hurt anybody. It only helps. So yeah, like I said, uh, what do you want to take this show over or something? Well, yay. No, I'm just kidding. So yeah, Adrian Peterson is your MVP. I uh, can't really disagree there, though. I'll mention my stuff all at the end. I'm just saying, you know, I'll worry about that at the end. Biggest disappointment is the defense. 
Uh, he didn't mention the biggest surprise, but that's okay. Uh, maybe uh, it's on the Facebook page. I'll go check that. But, yeah, the defense in general, hey, can't disagree with anything you said there. I can't really disagree with any of that. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned a little bit about drip possibly because of the injury issues with Adrian Peterson. Heck, <laughs> I would not be against drafting a running back in the third or fourth round, maybe fifth round, something like that. Uh, Caleb King, he looked okay. Don't know all so much about him. I know even less about the, the other one <laughs> mentioned in there. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to be frank. I don't know a whole lot about guys that are fourth, fifth string running backs. You know, yeah, maybe they were decent players in college at times. At times, though. I mean, you know, they're usually, usually if you're going to be a fourth and fifth string in the NFL, you're probably not much, you probably didn't really have a great college career because there's a lot of guys, like say they played on the Gophers, that really, they weren't even necessarily starters on the Gophers, you know, and they kind of sneak into like practice squads here and there. I mean, Billy Cockerham, for crying out loud, was, uh, um, um, I hope I'm saying his name right. I mean, I'm so mixed up now. <laughs> I don't know if it's really... Con- I don't know. My 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 whole word is picked up. But you remember the quarterback of the Gophers in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think that was his name. I don't know why I'm blanking. I should know it. But yeah, he was on the Vikings practice squad one year, and nobody thought he was a very good college quarterback. So just saying. Um, yeah, I kind of wound that a little bit too long. Um, but yeah, the point of that is obviously, you know, I don't really know much about them. Who knows? Maybe they'll emerge. Uh, Booker, <laughs> hey, the guy's got the skill to be a really good running back in the NFL, but he can't hang on to the football, so <laughs> he just can't. And that's why you never really heard about him before, Marty Booker, because he can't hang on to the ball, apparently. That's the reason why. I mean, there's always some reason why this skilled player... You're wondering why the heck why the heck isn't this guy like a starter somewhere? Oh my goodness, he could probably get twelve hundred yards. Well, because he'd probably get twelve hundred fumbles too. That's the problem. I mean, the guy almost every time he touched the ball, he fumbled it. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I, it's like he doesn't even have hands. You know, he doesn't even have hands. They just throw. Up, oh, the ball's on the ground. Whoopsies. Sorry about that. It's one of those deals. I don't know if his hands are small or like the guy in the Burger King commercial about two years ago. That was stupid. But yeah. You get the idea. I have no idea what, what Booker's problem is with hanging out of the ball. Um, maybe you should get some lessons from Adrian Peterson, who had a horrible fumbling problem and who's apparently turned it around. It's just too little too late. Yeah, Adrian Peterson may never play in another NFC title game. Who knows? I hope he does. I'm not trying to project doom, uh, Professor Doom and Gloom, but I hope he does. Uh, Toby Gearhart, kind of like a Chester Taylor role with the the Vikings. Sure. Um, he's not the third down receiving back that Chester Taylor was. I mean, Chester Taylor was probably the best in the league at it in 2009. Um, ever since then, Chester Taylor's fallen off the map. And I mean, the face of the earth. He's just terrible now. And I don't know, maybe he'd come back here and be better. Uh, but to say a cliche that I mentioned on other shows and, and this one, I think Chester Taylor's ship has sailed. That's my, that's my new cliche. His ship has sailed. Started from Marcus the Forecaster on Tim Rolls Explosion. Yep, good times. My co-host in that show. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I hope Adrian's ship hasn't sailed. I don't think it has. I think he will come back healthy, but again, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen with Adrian Peterson's health. It's a very severe injury beyond unbelievable. And of course, Toby Gearhart injured as well. In the, I believe it was the final game of the season, if I remember correctly, the MCL. Or an MCL. Unbelievable. Um, it's like, what do you do? 
MCL is a six-week injury versus a six-month, six to nine-month injury in Adrian. So usually an ACL is six months, but the fact he tore the ACL, I believe the MCL as well, and the uh, the uh, I think it's the I forget was it the PCL? No, doggone it! It might have been. It's either the PCL or that thing in the middle, the meniscus or something. No, the I don't know. It's one of the other important ones, obviously. Um, like I believe it was two or three tendons were torn. That doesn't usually bode well, no. Um, then again, maybe it was just two. I'm, I'm screwed up here. I might be getting them mixed up with uh, other guys, like uh, uh, Dante Culpepper, of course. Dante Culpepper, he's not mobile anymore. Um, and it hurt his career, because Dante Culpepper really relied on his feet to, to be successful. It's debatable who really, what you really believe about Dante. But you look at Adrian, I mean, his career hinges on his being able to cut. And remember his ankle being hurt pretty severely earlier on before, you know, he was kind of just getting back from that and he was still kind of sore. That may have helped lead Adrian to his injury because he was unable to kind of avoid the defenders to uh, in that tackle that was such a severe, you know, it just didn't work out. He couldn't brace himself properly and, well, I don't know. Again, I'm running too long on that uh, topic because it's, that's just how I roll, I guess. Uh, well, but then again, I mean, it's Adrian Peterson. It's your franchise player. Maybe you do want to run long on that. Don't know what his future holds. I really don't know. I mean, you asked about his status a little while ago. Yeah, it's basically what he said is he's, there's still some pain, but he's, you know, uh, getting there. You know, he's getting there. But that's basically where he's at. I mean, that's about all you can really can say. Um, he's uh, obviously he wouldn't be able to play if there were, if there was football today. No, it's too early. Will he be back by training camp? My uh, hunch would be absolutely because the way Adrian Peterson is, his competitiveness, his competitive nature, uh, he's healed quickly in the past from other injuries. We'll see. He's still fairly young. He's what about twenty six, twenty seven. He's going he's gonna be, But then again, as a running back, if he was a you know compared running back to quarterback. He'd be about 33 as a quarterback, if you know what I mean. He's, you know, got some years left, but uh, he's starting to get a little bit closer to that gray area. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, we'll see. Uh, is Matt Khalil my still my top choice in the draft? You betcha. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I'm not saying I'm going to complain if Morris Claiborne or Blackman were selected, but you know, because, I mean, we can just kind of get in the draft here. I'm going to get more into it later, I'm sure. I mean, I'm going to get more into it more later, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> you're, you're kind of stealing my script here, Bubba. No, <laughs> not script, but, you know, my outline for the show a little bit. But, yeah, I'll get to that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I'll talk about Blackman and Claiborne later and others. But, no, Khalil is my top choice, absolutely. I'm not going to, probably not going to go back in that <laughs> the left tackle position is devastating. Horrible. It needs to get better. I know the secondary is horrible, but as they say, the cliche of the game is one in the trenches. Let's start in the trenches. Um, I think you can get more talent in the secondary via free agency and draft. Like, picks after the third overall pick. Yeah, again, if they took Morris Claiborne, it wouldn't kill me. It just wouldn't. I think he's going to be a franchise cornerback. Franchise cornerback. It wouldn't kill me at all. It just wouldn't. Unless he's a bust, then it would kill me. <laughs> and Matt Khalil goes on to be, you know, the next Ron Yeri for St. Louis or somebody. That would kill me a little bit. But 
you get the idea there. I'm going too long again. Free agency, other free agents, am, am I interested in? Well, you know, it's just one of those deals. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that with the Facebook stuff. I mean, I, I don't want to get into all that stuff this second. We'll get into it as we get deeper into the show. Uh, but, no, a great call in, Sebastian. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, like, talk about everything I'm going to talk about later. I don't want to do it all right now. But, <laughs> of course, that will all be addressed. Um, there's guys, though, you know, the Finnegans uh, of the world. Uh, Manningham, mentioned by Dylan Moss, who's, a, I believe, a new listener. Yeah, you know, those are, I know, those are the ones that are more, you know, out there. You're looking for guys that are more obscure. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we'll try to... Break, break through the free agency a little bit here as we get deeper in. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but again, thank you for the call-in. Very, very cool, Sebastian. I'll check again to see if you have any uh, <laughs> any biggest surprise. But really, yeah. Sebastian Ball's posting the uh, article up there from the Daily Northman. Yep, this is where we'll get to the Facebook page for now. Uh, yeah, that they're losing urgency at the state capitol for the stadium. That, again, a huge frustration. I just think the people are ridiculous. And they're unqualified, and we should vote them out. Absolutely. Um, but now we'll get to the, the main talk for the time being. You know, I just wanted to kind of get that part out of the way really quick. To, since Sebastian was kind enough to post that article, do check it out. Frustration continues. It sure does. And, yes, the Daily Norseman, if you're listening, is a great website. Yep, if you're listening out the Daily Norseman, I hope you are. And hello, again, they're, they're uh, available also on Yahoo. You know, they're, they're, there's a link to them from Yahoo Sports, the Vikings page in Yahoo Sports. That's pretty damn cool. So, yeah, MVP, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. Tony Coleman is back. Yes, he is, Tony Coleman. Welcome back from a brief hiatus <laughs> due to the Vikings not being around. They took a hiatus as well. Oh, boy, what am I doing? What am I doing? He said his biggest, his most valuable player is Jared Allen. Yes, sir. He said, of course, deserves honors because of his record season. The guy is a class act and a monster player. I'm biased because he's one of my favorite players anyway. But he made a hell of an effort this season and some <laughs> and got some mighty fine numbers. His biggest surprise, I have two. Firstly, Joe Webb. Pretty much every time Webb came in for Ponder, the game turned around. Webb, Webb's probably not a popular pick. But the dude scored points. He was a breath of fresh air when Ponder started to stink. Secondly, Toby Gerhardt. I never really thought of him as being that great, but when Adrian was out, Toby really stepped up and started earning some really respectable yardage. For me, he kind of came out of the woodwork and made himself known. His biggest disappointment, no contest, Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Classic. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know why I, expect, why I expected more out of him. For some reason, I thought he'd come to the Vikings and be awesome. No such luck. <laughs> Money wasted, games lost. Dude, old dude fades away. We've heard this story before here in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, Warren Moon, guys like that. Yeah, Archie Manning way back, 1983, guys like that. Yeah, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to even talk about him. Yes, we're going to talk about Randy Moss later in the show. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to at all. I mean, I I, I, I just don't. But I'm just saying, yeah, we're going to talk about Randy Moss. It's kind of like if you're a video game fan, you don't want to play E.T. for Atari. You just don't want to deal with it, do you? No. 
It's just, that's about how much I want to talk about Randy Moss at this point. Okay, my point's been made. We'll get to that later. Chris Tucker, that's right, Chris Tucker. His MVP is, gotta agree, Jared Allen, biggest surprise. I'll go with Percy and his ability to take over games when finally given the chance. Biggest disappointment is a tie between both. These are pretty good. Bill Musgrave and Chris Cook. Musgrave did not use Percy or Randolph properly at all. And, and well, Cook has put a rebuild, a rebuild back a year. P.S. I like what Flash's Ponder showed this year when he wasn't running for his life. See? Uh-huh. See, that's a, there's a little inside uh, uh, message right there by Chris Tucker. Draft alignman. Yeah, me and Chris Tucker are, you know, offensive linemen, of course, are absolutely of like mind there. We've both been been uh, champion, championing that idea for quite a while. Matt Emer from the UK, very kindly, says, MVP for me is Percy Harvin. What, and what was an absolute beast at times. The player who surprised me most was Aaron Henderson. That's a good, that's a that's an interesting deal there. Uh, I thought he would always be just a backup, but he held his own very well. Biggest disappointment was the whole O-line. Yep, so Matt Emer of the UK also agreeing with us in that topic. Um, and yeah, th- there were more of these earlier, and I got to go down and get them. Yes, sir. Because I did post this same uh, idea earlier about getting... These, yep, I knew there was one more. Yep, Dan Taylor. Yep, who could forget Dan Taylor, also from the UK. He says his MVP is Jared Allen for never stopping and getting within a few plays of the sack record. Runner-up has to be Harvin, yeah. Who, frankly, should have been should have played more because he was fantastic at everything he did across multiple positions. Biggest surprise for one game. For one game, it's Ponder who shocked me in his first game against the Pack. But for the season is Brian Robison who I thought would be a middle-of-the-road replacement to Ray Edwards, and shocked me by being very good all season, especially at causing fumbles. If he can keep working hard, we could end up with one of the best DE pairs in the league. Biggest disappointment, here you go. Yep, so he definitely agrees with Sebastian here. The whole secondary, maybe excluding, maybe excluding Winfield. (laughs) They couldn't stop anybody at any time, and just got worse as things went on. Also, a special mention to Donovan McNabb, who <laughs> who was a whole special type of useless. That was awesome. Thank you again, Dan Taylor, for that. Yep, thank you, guys. Um, you know, all of you, all of you, and I know I don't want to be, a, I don't like to be too goofy with this type of stuff, too sentimental. And some of you out there may think I am too sentimental at times, but I'm going to give all of you that were kind enough to respond to the whole MVP thing. A gold star. <gasps> That's right. Gold star, guys. Gold star. Thank you oh so very much. You guys are the best. Sebastian, Tony, all of you. Chris Tucker. Matt Emer. And Dan Taylor, of course. Very, very cool. Thank you guys for posting into the, you know, adding to that conversation. So now I'll give you... The official stamp, the Purple Mafia stamp of MVP. Biggest disappointment, biggest surprise. All right, well, I'm not going to be able to do that because everybody sucked. Okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm going to give the MVP to Jared Allen because he was that good this year. He just was that good. Obviously, honorable mentions, Adrian Peterson and Percy Harvin. Unfortunately for Adrian, he was injured. 
and that's just one of those things. There's nothing you can do about that. Jared Allen, though, was even better than Adrian Peterson this year, even when Adrian Peterson was healthy. He was just that good. It's just unfortunate to see such a great season go to waste. What what an absolute bummer. What an absolute bummer. And, um, man, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> hard to accept. It, it really is hard to accept to see that. Uh, it sucks to see a guy have such a great season, yet the season sucked so bad. And it's just one of those things. But, no, Jared Allen is your most liable player with a ridiculous 22 sacks this year. Just sick, awesome stuff. Uh, biggest disappointment? Well, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. You just keep bouncing around all over the place with this one. Man, oh, man. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Yeah, it's like I just kept bouncing around all season. It's like you could say Donovan McNabb because he came in and did absolutely nothing. You thought he was going to come in and be kind of a, a, a slight resurgence, kind of take us to the playoff 10-6 and six record. I really thought that's exactly what was going to happen. Give Christian Ponder a chance to develop. You know, I, I think Christian Ponder was overwhelmed this year. I think he was in over his head. And he just, it's like he's ready in some ways to be a starter, but not completely. He, it was, he, he was a little too raw out there to be a full-time starting quarterback. And Donovan McNabb's lack of production, and I mean absolute lack of anything, I mean the guy didn't have a pulse, is uh, it was detrimental to the uh, development of Christian Ponder. It really was. So, okay, biggest disappointment is Donovan McNabb. I'm going to have to go with that. I, I have no choice. You could say it's guys like uh, Cedric Griffin. I mean, he's, he's my honorable mention. Because, I mean, and yes, you can kind of defend him a bit because of the knee injuries. That's really why he's not the biggest disappointment over Donnie, over old Donnie McNabb. Yeah, I just called him Donnie. I'm probably one of the few people that would ever do that. But um, that's the only reason he's not the number one disappointment, Cedric Griffin, because the guy, there there were times, there were guys 10 flipping, I almost said some other word there, and you can already fill in the blank there pretty easily, 10 flipping yards past him. Passed him ten yards past him. That's how bad Cedric Griffin was all year. And then it's like, oh, he's he's really he's really asserted himself here. Yeah, in garbage time in the, the last three games of the season. Oh, what, what 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 were we like three and three and ten? Oh boy, we're really on our way to a playoff run here with a three and ten record. Cedric Griffin, go get him, buddy. No, the guy was fighting for his his NFL career life at that point because I thought the guy should have been cut. Um. Okay, bring him back in training camp, and if he sucks as bad as he did this year, then cut him. How about that? That's what I say about Cedric Griffin. Oh, goody, he had a spectacular game and a home loss to the Detroit Lions. Gee, I just, boy, I really wish I could do that. Gee, mm, man, that's a guy I want to grow up to be like. Yeah, boy. (laughs) And I'm sorry for being so hard, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's nothing to admire about Cedric Griffin's season. Absolutely nothing. But Donnie, you take the cake, buddy. Oh, yeah. Donnie Mac, yeah, you, you, you take the cake. Yeah, for a horrible season, you you hurt uh, Christian Potter's development. Honest to God, he did. And, okay, great. Christian Potter had a good game against Green Bay and then got smacked in the mouth about as hard as anybody could about two weeks later against Green Bay in Lambeau Field, 45-7. to Nothing, and I mean nothing since then. Christian Ponder absolutely buried after that. Very good game against the Carolina Panthers. Got got us a victory against another bad team, but against a very good quarterback. Um, 
good stuff there in some some ways. <sighs> but Christian Ponder didn't exactly make the uh, the kicker. Was it the Orlando Mare? Air basically airball a easy chip shot field goal that would have tied the game. Yeah, it was a nice airball. <laughs> Christian Ponder had nothing to do with that. So just saying. Um, Yeah, so for back-to-back seasons, it's a aging quarterback basically taking a knee out there, you could say. He, he took a knee for his career. Donovan McNabb and Brett Favre, back-to-back seasons. The biggest disappointment, biggest surprise, you know, I'm jumping on board with Dan Taylor. Brian Robinson. I mean, honorable mention, Toby Gerhardt, absolutely. I mean, anybody that would select Toby Gerhardt is the biggest surprise Gets, gets a hand. Gets a Purple Mafia hand there. Toby Gearhart's development was very, very encouraging this year. It, it really was. When Adrian went out and Toby came in, his, his, you know, Toby's first game was pitiful. Just, just horse crap. But, hey, his second game and beyond as the starting running back for the Minnesota Vikings, he looked like a starting running back. He didn't look like a backup. He looked like a starting running back. Honest to God. Now, does that mean Toby Gerhardt is a franchise quarterback? No. But could, but he played like a starting running back. He just did. Now, there's a difference between a starting running back and a franchise running back. And I hope you guys know that out there. Just saying. Just saying. I'm not saying get on board the Gerhardt bandwagon. I'm just saying he filled the role in a very, very, very positive way. Spot starting running back. There you go. <laughs> Clearly, the guy uh, gave us a threat uh, running. His receiving improved, but again, like Sebastian would tell you, and I would tell you until I'm blue in the face, no, he's not a receiving back like Chester Taylor. But yeah, he's a completely different player than Chester Taylor. He's a lot larger than old CT. <laughs> I don't know why I'm coming up with these goofy... Yeah, I mean, it's a simple thing, but it's goofy-sounding CT. <laughs> but yeah, Chester Taylor, you know. Obviously, different players, just totally different. He just, you know, lots... Chester Taylor was smaller and shorter than Toby Gerhardt. So they, there you go. Good times. Um, so yeah, your Purple Mafia multi-level player, Jared Allen. Purple Mafia, biggest disappointment, Donovan McNabb. Your biggest uh, surprise, officially, Brian Robinson. Good stuff. Very good stuff by Brian Robinson. I do agree that he... <laughs> You know, the one thing about Brian Robinson that could have taken him out of the biggest surprise was the dumb penalties. He had a lot of dumb penalties. But in a season filled with dumb penalties, I'll just have to pick the guy who uh, surprised me the most in, in a lot of ways. You know, in a lot of ways, Gerhardt surprised me more in some ways. But then again, he was taken with a number two, with a second round, second round pick. A very high second round pick. We actually traded to get him. So, let's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm... Brian Robinson, always a factor coming uh, coming in, but to actually fill the starter role and do a good job, he is the real deal in my opinion. He can be, he can start at the uh, defensive end position. I mean, there are a lot of guys out there who can like Latroy Guyon, who I really who I was fooled by this year. You know, I that that's another guy I could label as a disappointment. He's the uh, the second runner up for that as far as I'm concerned. Actually, you know, I was going to give it to EJ Henderson. That's who I was going to give it to. So we'll go with Donovan McNabb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my blanked on that one. What the hell? I should have just wrote it down, which would have made more sense. But yeah, Donovan McNabb, number one. EJ, 
second runner-up, um, and then the Troy guy. Yep, I mean the Troy guy, and I almost blanked there. Yep, that's the Troy guy in second runner-up. E.J. Henderson to me took some took a few steps back. Uh, even can even say in a small way Chad Greenway because he got that huge pay increase and he wasn't as good. But no, he was good enough to not get in the biggest disappointment range. But um, <coughs> the Troy guy in, yep, was disappointing to me. A guy who the real point here was can come in off the bench, whatever, or come yeah, come in off the bench and be a spark plug. Get a few, get some sacks, be productive in limited time, but then when he's given the starter's role, he didn't do diddly. Whereas Brian Robinson went from that kind of that energy guy coming in, second stringer, who would be productive in limited time. They give him the full time role, and he gets eight to ten sacks. So good stuff. That's what I was hoping Latroy could do, and he didn't when he needed to come in. Um, uh, that Doyle guy, I don't know. I didn't really have any expectations for him anyway. He was a huge disappointment. The guy that basically replaced uh, Patrick Pat Williams, the guy in the uh, and the other guy was at a Doyle. Yeah, as I was saying, the high one of the high low guys and Brett Favre in that infamous Saints uh, ankle purple ankle deal. Uh, yeah, he was a huge disappointment as well. But we can just go on with a million disappointments. Jamarcus Sanford was, <laughs> I think, below average at best. Yeah, we could just go on forever. Chris Cook. Actually, he played better than I expected, and then, you know, things happened. Yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. Don't really feel like talking about that right now. There's too many, there's other stuff to talk about. Sebastian Balls asked the question, the odds the Vikings take a one-year, <laughs> take a one-year lease on Dome like the Twins used to. Well, basically, they, uh, the Vikings said that, uh, The Vikings basically said, yeah, yeah, they're not leaving in 2012, so here we go. Well, there's your one-year deal right there. It's not really a lease, but they're staying. I don't think they're going to do the one-year, one-year, one-year thing that the Twins did for quite a while. Quite a while. Uh, obviously, that's not going to happen. The Vikings officially do not have a place to go yet. <laughs> Thank God for that. They did, but now it's like they kind of don't yet. Thank God. The Jaguars are probably the favorite. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the favorite to move to Los Angeles and hopefully change their name. I don't know. Los Angeles Jaguars sounds a little weird, but so does Los Angeles Lakers. In in 1961, I'm sure that sounded a little strange. (laughs) I'm sure it did. Now it sounds like household name, I'm sure, to everybody now. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, me and Sebastian kind of talked back and forth about stuff on there. You guys can check it out if you want. Talking about the North Stars, all that stuff. It was, uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're very frustrated about the possibility of this team moving. So we're going to kind of slide into the stadium topic here. But first, before we do that, before we go to break and talk stadium, I want to briefly, very briefly, get this off my chest about Randy Moss. Well... Randy Moss announced he wants to return to the National Football League. Yes, he did. Past week or so. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm bored with Randy Moss. Randy Moss is my favorite player to ever play for the Minnesota Vikings. I really enjoyed him as a member of this team. But it it was always a constant issue with this guy. And it seemed like the it seemed like the further he gets into the further his career deteriorated, the worse his attitude got. 
He came to Minnesota. He Not only did he not catch the ball, not only did he not really get open, but ladies and gentlemen, Randy Moss did not try. And Chris Carter made sure to mention that on the show. Randy Moss says karma's a, basically karma's a, a bitch <laughs> to Chris Carter about how, oh, Chris Carter didn't get into the Hall of Fame, did he? Uh-huh, because karma, oh, because of all this stuff you said, you know. Well, first of all, karma is, yeah, I don't even want to get into it. It's a bunch of bull anyway. But, okay, maybe not completely. But at the same time, Randy Moss, why do we want him back? And it's not because I'm this Randy Moss hater. Oh, look what he did to the traffic cop. Look what he did to this. Look what he did to that. No, beyond all that, the guy didn't try. I'm looking at the football side of here, folks. Minus all the crazy stuff off the field, the guy didn't even try. He gave no heart whatsoever. Randy Moss was my favorite Minnesota Viking of all time, and I will keep him there, believe it or not. But I want no part of him back on this team. And quite frankly, if I'm any franchise in the National Football League today, I don't give a damn about Randy Moss. I don't give a damn. I'm done. Move on. There's a reason why he didn't get signed last year by anybody. There's a reason why he retired, because nobody was... <laughs> the showing he gave, not only with the Vikings, but with the Tennessee Titans. I mean, he didn't even like catch a pass with the Titans. That's how, that's how ineffective he was. Ineffective. He can't get open. He can't get loose. He can't create space like he used to. And he had—he basically had a touchdown pass. I believe it was against Chicago. He had a touchdown, and he barely even tried to catch the damn thing. Barely put his hands up in the air. Didn't give a damn. It's like, eh, whatever. Eh, eh. Oh, whoops, I dropped it. Eh, eh, eh. That's basically what he did. And it's like, you know what? That's it. That's it. You know, I loved Randy Moss as a player. I miss what he brought back in the day. But it's time to move on, ladies and gentlemen. If the New England Patriots sign him and he does a great job there, fine. <laughs> but do I want him back on the Vikings? Oh, hell no. And again, it's not because I didn't, didn't love him as a player. It's not because I'm all worried about him, what he did off the field as a Viking in 2010. But ladies and gentlemen... I'm bored to death with Randy Moss. It's over. So with that, we are going to take a quick break and get to another topic that I'm bored to death with, but at the same time, we have to continue to talk about it because it's not going away. It's the Galdern Stadium. We'll be right back after this. Mafia, episode number 111, which is a reminder for iPod users, Microsoft Zune, and other MP3 players. Thank you again for joining the show, and welcome back to the show. Good times. Yeah, it's good times, and yeah, the Vikings stadium deal stays out of reach, according to the Star Tribune. We have that flying around, 
Yeah. It's just it's just a bunch of bull. I, I just I'm sick and tired of this place. I, I I really am, and I know a lot of you will be like, "Well, if you don't like it here, just leave." Well, that's what seems to be the attitude towards the Minnesota Vikings by the legislature and by a lot of people in this town. And I'm not going to call them fans because they're not fans if they're talking like that. Every time you think you got momentum towards something, you get the same horse crap again. Because now the talk about, well, the mo- just like a week ago, just a doggone week ago, it's like this thing is pretty much a borderline done deal here. They're going to build it kind of right next to the, the Metrodome. And maybe a little bit overlapping it, you know, depending on stuff. And they're trying to minimize the whole uh, time the Vikings would have to play in the U, which is a 50,000-seat stadium. I recently called it 45-seat. It's 50,000-seat stadium for the Minnesota Vikings. And they'd add some extra temporary bleachers as well, which is kind of like what the Mets Stadium did <laughs> many years ago. But, yeah, it would just be maybe two or three years in TCF during the construction because... Them, you know, they'd overlap the Metrodome a little bit with the new stadium, but maybe they'd be able to kind of work around it for a little while until the new stadium got larger uh, and took that spot over. Then they'd have to tear down the dome. Um, so the Vikings would probably be able to play in the dome next year. Well, yeah, they'd be able to play in it next year, and I'm not sure exactly when because it's nothing's official yet, but they already reached agreement with the, uh, the University of Minnesota and TCF Bank Stadium to play in that field. When the Viking Stadium is being built and the Metrodome is unavailable for football, and here we are again. <laughs> and it was like, yep, the minute Vikings in Minneapolis reached a deal. That's right, many of Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis were, or were they on the verge of reaching a deal? It was basically a done deal type situation. They'd reached a deal with the uh, the U, and we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and here we are again. Viking Stadium deal stays out of reach. And we're just sitting here, and I wondered. I, I just don't know. Their, uh, supporters are awaiting Minneapolis Council backing, according to the Star Tribune. These are sort that's the one I have to source. Mike Kazuba and Eric Roper, staff writers of the Strib, the Star Tribune. It's getting uh, extremely frustrating, man. I just cannot believe that this is still... This is still getting to a point. I mean, they're saying to a point that Governor Dayton emerged to say, you know, after an hour-long meeting today, that uh, an arrangement, <laughs> that an agreement may not occur next week, until next week, if at all. If at all. Unbelievable, man. A week of speculation, folks. A final agreement almost was done. I mean, a week of this was almost done. It's unbelievable. It was, it was almost there. And here we are still... Farting around. I, I just can't believe it. You know, forget my use of words there. Here we are still screwing around. Dayton's quote, oh, what a famous quote indeed by a, such a great governor. I'm hopeful. I don't use the word optimistic with this project any longer. <laughs> the number of issues that remain are limited and can, and can be overcome if all the parties are willing. You know, the, my question is, why aren't all the parties willing and what the hell is going on? You know, this is... I can't imagine something like this, I mean, I understand everybody wants to get the best deal possible for themselves. The Vikings don't want to run themselves dry completely and then the state doesn't run them, so want to run themselves dry and all that stuff and all the, the bitchy uh, people that don't want to pay for it with a tiny tax increase 
uh, sales tax increase, especially sports fans, if it's just given to sports apparel, the tax increase, which I thought was done with the Dome, or the, the Target Field deal, and I think they would do that with this as well. I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I just don't know. I mean, we were this close, and here we go again with the same classic Minnesota bullshit. Same Minnesota bullshit, folks. And I just said the word twice. Because it gets, gets classic. Like I've said on previous shows, the North Stars, <laughs> well, we'll start with the Minneapolis Lakers, just would not, nobody would work with them on getting them a new arena. They were playing in a tiny building that still stands today as a parking ramp. It's tiny for professional sports. So maybe, maybe it fit 5,000 people in it. It was ancient. It's cold. It's the armory. Yeah, it's on the same street as the Metrodome, which is hilarious. And would even connect down to Target Center and Target Field area. It's 6th Street in Minneapolis. Kind of close to the Dome, kind of, on the way to the Dome from, you know, the western side of Minneapolis, which the Dome is kind of semi on the east side of downtown Minneapolis. It's east of the skyscrapers. You have this ancient building called the Armory. The Lakers played in it uh, for a little while. Minneapolis and Minnesota all refused to help the Lakers get a better arena, and they are, well, a very successful franchise playing in the City of Angels. In Orange County, we all know who they are. We hate them very much, unless your name is Anthony from L.A. (laughs) Shout out to you, buddy. Um, That's how it all started. And uh, I want to correct myself on the previous show when I said Marv and Harv. They were the owners of the Timberwolves, and they kind of helped screw up the North Stars. Uh, Marv and Harv were the original owners of the Timberwolves. Uh, the Guns, the Gun Brothers, were the owners of the North Stars. The Guns were the owner of the North Stars. Marvin Harv were the owners of the Timberwolves. The Guns were very Ziggy Wilf and uh, Craig Leopold-like owners of the North Stars. They loved the sport. They loved the team. They were, eh, well, they were probably, you know, they, were, they weren't as generous as the Wilfs. Because I don't think anybody in Minnesota sports history ever will be as generous as the Wilfs. Except for Glenn Taylor, which... Kind of, you know, it didn't throwing money at something doesn't always make it successful. But just saying, you'll never accuse them of being cheap. Uh, the Guns love the sport, love the team, but Minneapolis and Minnesota legislatures, yeah, Minneapolis especially, just it's like they just could not get anything done. They never even they never work with them about anything. The Met Center was not making money. In fact, it was losing money despite the fact it was a very structurally strong building. It was not making money. Uh, the North Stars were not doing well. Uh, they could have had the simplest solution ever, move to the Target Center. It was already built. Wouldn't have cost the taxpayers a dime because the Target Center is already there. But Marv and Harv were just, especially Marv, were just not working with them at all. And the guns got bored and got sick of dealing with this BS, the same classic Minnesota bullcrap, and left. Uh, they, well, they didn't leave. They sold the team to a, a guy from Calgary, Alberta, named Norm Green. Uh, uh, an unknown figure, well, he was kind of a known figure for, with the Calgary Flames, yes, who won a Stanley Cup in 1989 with uh, Norm Green was involved with that team. He was a part owner, I believe, of that team. And before you know it, Norm Green was not only the owner, he was the president of the North Stars, a very power-hungry man who two or three years later took the team and ran. He made minimal effort to try to keep the team here. He saw a profitable opportunity to move the team south in a larger market. And he sold the team within a year or two and moved to Europe. 
also to avoid an alleged uh, uh, sexual assault scandal, <laughs> which has nothing to do with uh, moving the team. Well, yeah, actually, it did have something to do with it, but it just shows you that's the kind of bullcrap that happens. What if the Ziggy will? What if the Wilfs get bored just like the Guns and sell them to some unknown commodity that doesn't give a damn if the Vikings stay in Minnesota and they see an opportunity to move them to Los Angeles? Or maybe the Wilfs will get bored and move them to Los Angeles, though they don't seem to be the types. At least they seem to be trying. Norm Green did not give a damn. Did not give a damn. <laughs> no. Um, though they did try to work with Target Center, Marvin Harv didn't work with them. City Council didn't work with them. The North Stars were gone. Gone. And that's the result that can happen. And again, I'm tired of, I mean, I'm sorry of giving you the same lecture, though I did want to correct myself about uh, the Marvin Harv thing. It annoyed me. That's why I listen back to the shows to try to fix stuff. I listen back to them, folks, because I want to give you the best product I can. And, um, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I get annoyed with myself when I make mistakes like that. I, I really do. Um, again, the Timberwolves almost left as well, though that had nothing to do. Yeah, I mean, Marvin Harv were absolute villains. They not only screwed over the North Stars, but refused to work with them. I mean, what's wrong with the North Stars moving to Target Center? We wouldn't have had to spend extra money to build the XL Energy Center. We wouldn't have had to hope and pray that the league would grant us an expansion franchise. Those of us that live in Minneapolis, the Minneapolis area, suburbs and, and herb whatever, would not have to drive to St. Paul to watch hockey in a beautiful new arena, which I still, well, it's just 10 years old, but still beautiful. Not complaining about the building, but just saying, I'm complaining about the process. I, I'd rather have the Nor'sters in the wild, folks. <laughs> Especially the way they've been playing. By the way, Brave the Wild is available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. A very new show has been um, let, uh, recorded. Forgive the plug there. Just saying. It was very recently recorded and very you know, fun. Yeah. Um, again, I know I sound like a broken record, but <laughs> it's experience talking. Marvin Harv <laughs> sold the, the, the Timberwolves to a group uh, that would have moved the team to New Orleans. Luckily, the league blocked it. And, yeah, the rest is history. Glenn Taylor about the team, and they're still here. Thank God for that. We almost lost them, too. Marvin Harv, obviously villains as well. They're not legislatures, but they're they're bad. <laughs> they were they were bad. Um, but no, that that's the kind of stuff that can happen. Thank God the Wilfs aren't like that. They're more like the Guns, and I just hope they don't sell the Vikings to a unknown commodity that doesn't give a damn about about this place. I just hope that doesn't happen. Uh, unfortunately, Mark Dayton's uh, reputation does not look good because of what happened this past summer during the. <laughs> during the government shutdown that lasted an awfully long time. An awfully, awfully long time. <laughs> and, um, you know, the guy doesn't seem to be able to work things out very well with with people. He just doesn't seem to be able to get... He doesn't seem to be good at it, apparently. And, uh, I don't know, I guess that's who you guys voted for. Not not everybody, but some of you voted for him. You have all the right to vote, vote for whoever you want, but... Regardless if you're whatever party you are, I'm not impressed. <laughs> not impressed with how uh, his, his reputation is uh, preceding himself thus far. The past year and a half or whatever it's been. Not looking too good. Maybe he'll be able to fix it with getting this deal done. Then he would have a very, he would have the most popular <laughs> team staying in town for a very long time. And that would make him look an awful lot better. 
yep, that would be pretty cool. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> but here we are, folks. Here we are, 11th and a half hour. It's like 11.57. <laughs> it's like 11.57. And when it strikes midnight, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are uh, left holding the bag, and we just hope that uh, somehow we get lucky. Mm-hmm. Because if the team tries to move, the league would have to approve it. That's the one good thing. That's what saved the Timberwolves. And, uh, yeah, here we are waiting and not knowing. We just don't know. Uh, we'll, just, we'll get to some other comments here. There's talk about how the Vikings actually will not leave Minneapolis. I kind of misunderstood something that uh, Luke Rasmussen meant earlier. It was uh, the Vikings rule out moving from Minneapolis in 2012. So not only not leaving uh, Minnesota, thank God, but actually not leaving Minneapolis, so no Arden Hills. And Luke Rasmussen says, I am incredibly disappointed to hear this, really. And yeah, it would have been a good... I think Arden Hills thing would have been good, but apparently that is better than a hammer. Sebastian says he's so excited for free agency. Though, uh, watch out, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to kind of get off the stadium finally. I'm sure a lot of you are praying to God that this thing is going to come to a, a, a happy ending soon. I hope it does. Don't know. We're still waiting. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, free agency. <sighs> well, the indicators given to you by uh, the very <laughs> well-spoken but uh, very elusive Rick Spielman, general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, he likes to use the word again a lot. He This is basically how he would respond to uh, how the Vikings are going to approach free agency. Well, again... <laughs> well, again, <laughs> yeah, no, he would say, again, free agency started when we started signing our own free agents, and we've done a good job signing our own free agents, like Adrian Peterson and Greenway and guys like that. Well, well, Greenway was last year, but um, you get the idea there. Actually, Greenway was during the season, yes, excuse me. Uh, here we are sitting around, again, they're signing their own free agents. So, basically, that does not mean the Vikings aren't going to make a splash in free agency, but that does mean that the possibility of it has weakened a bit, unfortunately. The possibility of the Vikings making a splash in free agency has weakened a bit. So, actually, that's really a, that's really good that Sebastian mentioned. What free agents would you target should the Vikings... Uh, or, yeah, what free agents would you target that are not the, uh, the big-name front-page guys? Like the Steve Johnsons, and uh, you know, the, just the biggest name guys out there, the uh, the uh, Plax Burris guys like that, Plaxico Burris, and um, you, you know, you you could name them all. They're the big, the biggest ones out there. Uh, Sebastian makes a kind comment saying Joey has been a Vike fan for twenty years. I think he said, and yes, I am correct. Sebastian then adds, he says, I started watching and understanding and playing Madden at age 4, so 12 years under my belt. So being Sebastian, you do the math, he's 16 years old, a young but uh, good Viking fan, and an experienced Viking fan, believe it or not, already 12 years for uh, young Sebastian. Forgive me for saying young, but it's true. Very good, uh, very cool to have some experience for the young man. Dylan Moss, a new listener apparently, I believe. He said, just downloaded your podcast and enjoyed it. Definitely going to keep listening. He also just joined the Facebook page, which I hope those of you out there will do as well. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. 
and guys like Dylan and others do consider uh, do consider telling a friend about the show. You know, encourage them to listen to it. And also, those of you out there, I need your help. Do post. Uh, do uh, if if you like the show, give me a nice review on iTunes. Give me a nice review. Tell me what you like about the show. Even say what you'd like to have improved. Please <laughs> rate me on iTunes. Please go to iTunes. Give me a review. Please do. That'd be very cool. But no, thank you very much, Dylan Moss. Nice to meet you. And uh, that is very cool, Dylan. Also, with another post. This is a very cool one to get us going in the free agency conversation. He says, I think it's crucial the Vikes should go out and get Mario Manningham Mario Manningham and Cortland Finnegan in free agency. Then at number three we will have the option of either taking Khalil or even make our offense more explosive with Justin Blackman. Just wondering what your thoughts are. Well, honest to God, (laughs) I think you really can't go wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll start with the well. I'll start with the draft thing first because I'm not going to go deeper into the draft in the first round at this point in time. Overall, other than the deeper parts of the draft, I'll just say we need to build depth. We need to build depth, like you mentioned the running backs, but I'll get to that in a sec. Uh, but no, I think you can't really go wrong with the third pick. You might go wrong in terms of, like, maybe you pass on somebody who is not as good, is way better than the other one. But at the same time, I think one way or another, you're going to get a wonderful player. Uh, Justin Blackman should be a very good receiver, though I think he's my third choice right now. Just because, just because, I mean, Morris Claiborne could be a spectacular franchise cornerback. Uh, Matt Khalil is a franchise left tackle. I think he's the safest and best overall choice with the third overall pick, and, um, you know, when you have a pick that high, which the Vikings rarely do, thank God that we're not never that bad, though we've had a lot of horrible seasons, yet still wind up with, like, a 7th and 12th in range, and which drives me nuts, but to be in the top three, if you have that franchise uh, lineman sitting there, uh, and your line absolutely sucks, I think you have to start building your foundation with a boulder, <laughs> you know, you gotta have that pillar to build the foundation, and I think Matt Khalil is a pillar, I think he would be a spectacular uh, choice with a third overall pick. Though, will St. Louis do that? Uh, will St. Louis make the move and take Matt Khalil? I don't know. They might take Claiborne. They might take Blackman. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever they take, it's going to be a good pick. There's even thoughts of Robert Griffin the third, possibly even coming here, possibly to the Vikings. Say, you know what? Screw Christian Ponder. We're going to we're going to make him work. We're going to make him earn it. Yeah, that'd be a fun, interesting way to go about things. San Diego Chargers did it, and that made that lit a fire under Drew Brees, who did a lot better, though unfortunately left via free agency and the charge, but the Chargers did still have um, <laughs> Phillips at quarterback. That was a good, they still had a very good quarterback indeed. Though Brees even better than Phillips. Yes, sir. Despite the great numbers. No, yeah, Khalil. My thoughts are Khalil, 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 Khalil. Uh, Mario Manningham and or Cortland Finnegan. Hey, nice additions. Uh, Finnegan is a guy who's been floating around an awful lot in a Viking free agent talk. Absolutely, they wouldn't kill me at all if the Vikings were to get Finnegan. Uh, Mario Manningham would probably not be too expensive, though he's certainly uh, 
I you might overpay for a guy like that because it was his key rolex in the Super Bowl. It's a little bit risky. It's a little bit risky because yeah, you're probably going to overrate his uh your yeah, he, he might he, he might try to ask for too much. I would kind of, I would wait on that a little bit. He did make some mental errors in that uh, in that in the Super Bowl and Chris Collinsworth like him or not was making an awful lot of uh, 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 analogies in that direction, saying that, hey, this guy has made a lot of mental mistakes. A lot like Martel Webster of the Minnesota Timberwolves the, the past couple nights. Yeah, you probably, some of these sports fans, multiple sports fans have heard of that. Yeah, he's been driving people crazy, not just driving to the basket, but when he, you know, when you're down by three with no time left, going for a two, you're a complete moron there, Webster, but other major mental errors during the game that drove people crazy. And Manningham was kind of like Marto Webster that way. So he wouldn't be my top choice, though he wouldn't be... I don't think he'd be the worst choice ever either. Marcus Colston, I think, is my number one choice at wide receiver, to be honest. Uh, Dwayne Bowe would be great. I think Casey's going to do what they can to keep him. Reggie Wayne is wonderful. Pierre Garçon is um, probably one of the more not upfront ones that uh, what that uh, Sebastian would like to yeah yeah one of the ones that are not uh, as upfront that's an interesting one uh, Eddie Royal's a free agent I've never really liked him would he fit in here maybe probably I don't know uh, yeah I mean why, there is a lot of wide receivers out there in the market there are a lot Demetrius Williams of Cleveland is an interesting uh, not front front page guy um there there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> Well, we could get Steve Johnson of Buffalo. No, yeah, we already know that. Roy Williams, no interest whatsoever. I like Earl Bennett more than him, and he's not that great either. Uh, wide receiver, I, I think, is one of the easier positions to improve as a, uh, as a uh, you know, to improve without uh, making the biggest splash ever. You, you can do it, though. He made a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of ones that have not been very exciting. <laughs> Over the years, Mike Wallace is restricted, and he's going to probably get a franchise tag. Don't even think about it. Vincent Jackson, obviously a very high-end version of it. I'm not as stolen him as other people. I'm going to tell you that, folks. I'm, I'm just not. He kind of drives me crazy. Braylon Edwards, whatever. You know, hell no. Mm, what a bust. <laughs> what an absolute bust. Really. And anybody on Washington, I'm not real interested. Justin Gage, he's okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that, really. Kevin Curtis, yeah, it kind of bores me. Robert Meacham, I like New Orleans as well. Uh, Colston or Meacham would be kind of nice, actually. Deion Branch is getting up there in years a little bit. Uh, Devin Aroma Shadu is a free agent of the Minnesota Vikings. I wouldn't mind bringing him back at a at a uh, you know fairly low uh, price if we could. That wouldn't kill me. <laughs> it wouldn't kill me. I wouldn't mind bringing him back at a at a at a at a decent cheaper price. I hope the Vikings can do pull that off. But though those are some of the wide receiver low end free agents to uh, give a look see. Tight ends, we're not even gonna think about that right now. Though uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, the running backs, you know, it depends how you feel about the fullback position. I like Laron McLean an awful lot. He was at the Kansas City last year. Ernest Graham of Tampa Bay is, is a decent player as well. You know, you can kind of look at him as a... He's kind of like a fullback and running back, Ernest Graham. He, he's okay. Uh, Jeff Dugan is still out there, which is kind of funny. I don't think I don't know about that. We already let him go. 
Michael Bush, obviously a huge name for Asian running back. We're not going to be doing that. Hey, we could give Miguel Dumar back. Do it. No, that's okay. Uh, Matt Forte, believe it or not, is a free agent. Ray Rice, those guys are just huge names. I think those guys are going to stay where they are. Yes, Chester Taylor's available, and uh, I, I don't know about that. We'll see. Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant, ladies and gentlemen, is a free agent. Uh, Lendell White is a free agent. Lendell White, not, you know, he was with the Tennessee Titans for a while, and he was good and not so great. He went to Denver, same situation, good, not so great. Lindell White. Maybe. Thomas Jones, obviously, is pretty old. <laughs> Lorenzo Booker. No. Um, <laughs> LaDainian Tomlinson is a free agent. Getting a little up there in years, but very good still, believe it or not. Marshawn Lynch. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Uh, Cadillac Williams. No, thank you. I don't know, Ernest Graham is a guy I would look, yeah, I, I, I think Ernest Graham is a guy I potentially look at if you want to have insurance at running back, if you're really not sure what Adrian's future is, Ryan Grant as well, the Packer, current Packer, he's a guy I'd look at, though I'm sure he's going to want to stay in Green Bay, and it depends on if the Packers want I'll keep him or not, we'll see, they probably will, um, Lendell White, who who knows? I mean, it wouldn't kill anybody to bring one of those guys in to at least give you some insurance at the running back position. You have damaged goods there, ladies and gentlemen. You kind of need healthy knees to be a running back in the NFL. Adrian Peterson has a knee that was almost ripped in half, practically, <laughs> medically speaking. You had uh, uh, very uh, broken, medically speaking, but you get the idea. And then you have young Mr. Gerhardt with a torn MCL which I believe is probably healed by now. i got to think. Probably maybe a little bit of soreness, but healed in general by now because it's a six-week six week injury. But um, I don't know if you, if you need that. I mean, look, possibly look at it, though. I'd probably favor the draft at that position. Offensive linemen out there, yeah. Well, you know, there's always guys out there floating around. Offensive tackles, <laughs> You know, I mean, it's not the position I study the closest. It's just not. It's just not. Um, guards are out there as well. Guard a lot. I mean, there's Carl Nix of New Orleans. It's a guy people like. <laughs> Evan Mathis of Philadelphia. I mean, who knows, though. I'm sure they probably do demand a higher salary being they're one of the, they're more of the top-end ones. It's, uh, you know, Derek, Derek Dockery of Dallas. you got to like that. I, I really don't know where to go there. Center, we're okay because we kept uh, Sullivan. That's a good thing. Defensive lineman, you got Mario Williams. That would be incredible, though I'm sure Houston's going to want to keep him. Uh, taking a defensive line, or not taking, signing a defensive lineman wouldn't kill kill me, that's for sure. Corey Redding, high-end one out of Baltimore. John Abraham out of Atlanta. You're not going to get those guys. They're, they're a little bit big name. There's no doubt about that. Andre Carter of New England. I mean, who knows what's going to happen here? There, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of decent ones, and there's a lot of stiffs. It's just it goes. <laughs> that's the problem. I mean, there's decent ones. It, it goes from good to stiffs pretty quickly in the linemen's positions. It, it really does. Defensive linemen in general, defensive tackles. You just. 
I think I wouldn't be disappointed if the Vikings brought in some type of uh, a linebacker. Uh, Manny Lawson of Cincinnati is a notable one. Not top end, but notable. He's a guy I would consider, no doubt about it. The Quill Jackson of Cleveland. You got Anthony Spencer from Dallas. I mean, I would. It would, certainly wouldn't kill me if the Vikings were to bring in somebody. It really wouldn't. Xavier Adebay wasn't he here? That's funny. Um, in fact, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was here. EJ Henderson is a free agent. That's funny. Yep, we got to, You know, that's a guy that the Vikings have to try to keep. Yes, we do. We have not actually kept him yet. It's going to be interesting to see how things turn out with these uh, with the linebacker position and everything else. David Hawthorne would be an awesome addition, though I, I don't know about that. I'm not all too uh, going crazy about that. Ben Lieber is a free agent. The Vikings let him go last year uh, via free agency. They just kind of let him go. Ben Lieber, do you bring him back? Nah. He's kind of getting up there a little bit. He was a little, he, it seemed like every year he got a little bit worse. So I'm not really sure where to go with that. London Fletcher would be an incredibly nice addition as well. So now we lead to the defensive, uh, excuse me, the defensive back position, which everybody wants to get things going here indeed. Uh, Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr is one of the more notable ones that the Vikings have definitely expressed interest out of KC. That is a guy the Vikings should uh, consider going after. Uh, will we keep Benny Sapp? Benny Sapp was kind of disappointing. The Vikings uh, traded him before the 2010 season, right before it, in fact, to uh, New York, New York uh, Giants with Sage Rosenfels. And it's funny how the Vikings got Benny Sapp and Sage Rosenfels back from Miami, of all places. And uh, that's where they... <laughs> where both of them are in Miami. It's hilarious how that turns out. They both uh, came back to Minnesota after being cut. I don't know. You got Tracy Porter of New Orleans. I think it'd be awesome. I mean, the question is, though, how much money are the Vikings going to be willing to, to spend? How much are they going to be able to spend? They need to, they need to really build up this secondary, though. I think Brandon Carr would be a, a nice addition out of Kansas City, though. That would be one of the guys I'd look at. Absolutely, and uh, of course, of course, of course, they're there looking at him. Finnegan, if we walked out with Ka, <laughs> Ka Finnegan and uh, Carr, that'd be crazy. Though I'm sure that ain't gonna happen. I kind of think Carr is the favorite at this point, but we'll see. Finnegan is probably well. Carr's not the favorite. Finnegan's the favorite, but I think Carr is the most likely to happen. Tracy Porter again out of New Orleans. That would be nice. That would be nice. He kind of helped break our hearts a few years ago. Yes, he did. Yeah, Brent Grimes out of Atlanta. That would be the best. That'd be the top end scenario. Safeties, of course. Yeah, I mean, gee, you just can't go wrong, can we? No, I mean, you got to get anybody you can at that position. You, you really do. Leron Landry. Yes, <laughs> that would be the most high end one. That would be my top choice. Leron Landry out of Washington. Yes, sir. He was available when Adrian Peterson was uh, was drafted. He was taken sixth overall by Washington. He is an outstanding safety, ladies and gentlemen. I've, I, I like him an awful lot. <laughs> I would do what I could to get him. Sean Jones out of uh, Tampa Bay wouldn't be the worst idea ever. Bob Sanders out of San Diego. Hey, Bob Sanders, baby. Only a one-year deal with San Diego. He had a pretty good year. Maybe we go after Bob Sanders. Maybe we do. Medea Williams. Ooh. 
Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? No, I would. I would not be against Bob Sanders. He was a free agent last off season and signed a one year deal with San Diego and did fairly well. I would not be against that at all. He certainly screwed. He certainly kicked the Vikings' butt in the uh, in the season opener in San Diego, didn't he? Yes, he did. I mean, I like Bob Sanders an awful lot. He's a great tackler, small guy, but a major tackler. And when he's healthy, he is an outstanding, one of the best safeties in football. <sighs> yeah, it's an endless, endless array of guys that uh, could help build the Vikings secondary linebacker core and all that. We'll get further into free agency as we move on. But again, as it's state of the Vikings, state of the Vikings involves, well, let's huh, try to improve this team. And those of you out there would like to know who to go after. Well, those are guys to consider. Those are guys to consider, unless you unless you want to throw all your money at like Matt Flynn, because doggone it, he 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 just did so super good, you know, in Green Bay as as the backup. Let's just throw seven billion dollars at him and and let's let's go, baby, let's go, or let's get Chad Henney out of Miami or somebody like. No, let's just not even think about it. <laughs> no, um, I wouldn't mind getting LeBron McLean, but I don't know how much money you're gonna have to throw at him. I have no idea. I really don't. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. But I think the wide receiver position absolutely is the easiest to fill. Or to, yeah, the wide receiver position absolutely is the easiest to fill in free agency, in my opinion. I mean, there's so many guys the Vikings could get. The question is, will they get them? Don't know. I mean, you, you know, of course, the Colston, Meachams, the Burris is a guy we probably won't go after. I don't think we're going to go after Deshaun Jackson. Mike Wallace is high end. And he's going to stay in Pittsburgh or get a ton of money somewhere. Vincent Jackson, yeah, you know, Brandon Lloyd, St. Louis, all these guys. Even Lauren Robinson out of Dallas. But uh, there are a lot of other guys who could come in and fill and be something here. I really do. You know, even Garcon out of Indiana or Indianapolis, who a lot of people do think will wind up in Minnesota. A lot of people do believe that Pierre Garcon will wind up in Minnesota. He's not a top end guy. I think he would be, uh, <laughs> I think if you're signing two wide receivers, he's the second one. You know what I mean? I hopefully, hopefully it'll be a bigger name guy like Robert Meacham uh, to go with, to go with Pierre Garçon. Because it wouldn't, I mean, <laughs> signing two wide receivers wouldn't be the dumbest idea ever, ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg Camarillo and guys like that ain't going to get it done. Um, and if you're not bringing back, um, Devin Aroma should do get Pierre Garchon and Meacham. That would be what I'd like to do. That'd be a very ideal situation, as far as I'm concerned. Boy, I wish. Uh, well, I try. Well, I try not to cough myself to death here. I I wish. Uh, I wish there were more call-ins, but uh, hey, you know, it's been a it's been a still a fantastic show as well. I hope it was to your liking, those of you listeners out there. I hope it was to your liking. State of the Vikings 2012. The next show will be similar, in a sense. It'll be a lot of the same stuff. Of course, we're not going to talk about, we're not going to put a wrap on the 2011 season again. We're moving on to 2012. It is 2012. We're here. It's going to be free agency. It's going to be draft. And it's going to be stadium. Free agency, draft, and stadium are going to be the main topics for Purple Mafia for quite a while. (laughs) For the next several months here. Yes, they are. Um, Jericho Cotchery. Okay, sorry. Yep, we're when the Vikings do sign Jericho Cotchery, 
we're going to get those jerseys printed, and uh, we'll have 10,000 autographs autograph jerseys for that guy here on Purple Mafia. We're going to just give them away for free. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that made no sense, did it? But, hey, you guys out there have been fantastic to this show. I thank all of you f- for listening all the time. Um, <laughs> with that, we got it. We got to get to the contact details. Purple Mafia being available on the sportstuff.com. That is the flagship website for Purple Mafia. Do join it by simply going to the front page of the website, then click on the button that says TSS Boards, then click Register, get your screen name, get on those boards, post anything you want. All the forums are split up into the divisions, the different divisions of the National, the National Football League, and uh, do... That was Dennis Green, by the way. I don't know how good you like that imitation, but... Um, Hey, it generates more discussion when they're split up into the divisions. Get on there, talk football with guys, argue with people, whatever you want to do. Get those Lima Swede jerseys ready. Have the Vikings sign him? Yeah, okay. <laughs> or go on to the Pittsburgh division and uh, say, yeah, give us Lima Swede or, 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 or just like, yeah, suffer the consequences. There we go. Or let's get Devin Thomas out of New York Giants. Let's trash talk those Giants fans and say, yeah, you got your championship, but now you're going to lose everybody that you got because we're going to get Manningham and Devin Thomas from your wide receiver car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if we're especially bored, we'll even sign Dominic Hickson from New York. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, but no, do whatever you want. Talk trash, talk as long as it's clean enough. Uh, enjoy your times on there. It'd be very, very terrific. It's a, it's a wonderful website. It's a wonderful place to talk football and other sports as well. Basketball, baseball, hockey, anything. Poli- there's even a place for politics. There's a place for soccer. There's a place for uh, everything. Video games. Very cool indeed. Yes, it is. Uh, don't forget about Purple Mafia. Pay the Purple Mafia Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia. Like and or follow those respective pages would be also terrific. Thank you again. Welcome on board to those of you new listeners. I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, well, let's let's get the foundation built. Let's get Matt Khalil. Yeah, let's get Matt Khalil. That's my guy coming in. And let's get some doggone wide receivers <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, let's just sign everybody. Yeah, let's just get better, damn it. And not bring back Bernard Berrien. Yeah, obviously we're not going to do that, but I'm just saying. Let's not get in another Bernard Berrien where we're all like, here it is. There's your answer, wide receiver. And it's just a complete flop. Absolute waste of time, money, and effort. Let's hope and pray that this team can uh, make the improvements they need to make. It's going to be a long road, but the good news is in the NFL, sometimes you're able to travel very far in one off season. When we say it's a long road, sometimes you're able to travel very far. Certain teams went from nothing to everything in a very, very short time, ladies and gentlemen. So, hey, you make the right draft picks, you sign the right free agents, especially making the right draft picks, though, and you have the right coaches as well. Things seem to get very interesting. Who knows? Who knows what will happen in the coming months? (laughs) And let's just hope we have a new stadium deal. I'm going to close with that. Let's get that stadium deal done, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God, I hope and pray. (laughs) Call your legislatures. Call everybody. Say, get this damn thing done. Let's move forward. 
keep the Vikings in Minnesota and end this nonsense once and for all. Again, thank you for listening, and good night. Mm-hmm.